Coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, we've got all sorts of technology news, including Apple giveth and Apple taketh away the end of free iTunes radio. We also talk about GoPro going down the drain, EA getting a subscription, and Netflix going spend crazy. They're the $6 billion man, and we're going to talk about them coming up on Don't Panic. This is Don't Panic, episode number 117, recorded January 18th, 2016, on EA Monthly, Paid Radio, and the $6 billion stream. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on Gadgets, the Internet, and you. I'm Sean Jennings, joined by the Mary-Kate and Ashley Olson of technology. It's Double Trouble, Dan Miller, and Colby Rabideau. For a second, I thought that Mary, Kate, and Ashley were three people. Uh, oh, Mary, and I was going to call. I was going to call BS on your intro. Oh no, no! You got to remember the hyphen. It's all about the hyphen. Mary, Kate, what a name! Mary couldn't Kate. decide on one name, so you got to give them two names. Maybe they thought they were getting triplets, and you know, one of them ate the other in utero. I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> Did you know my full name is Colby Jack? I I had <laughs> forgotten that. That's not that never gets old for anyone. Anyone that never gets old. But your middle name is Cotton, so you're not wrong. So there's that. Yeah, you can always you can sit at home and and make yourself smile with that little (laughs) trivia. I do, (laughs) and make yourself smile at it. That's awesome. Oh boy. Well, gentlemen, what's uh, what's what's uh. What's up, Colby, this weekend? Uh, there's birthday parties. We celebrated Martin Luther King in the only way we know how, by walking around and drinking in New York City. <laughs> so basically a normal day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. However, Sean, I think you probably have the most exciting tale to tell amongst the people mm-hmm. here. Mm, well, I don't know if exciting is the right word, but yes, that you're absolutely right, Dan. I uh, I I built a computer over the weekend, a, a PC. I would um I would show it to you, but it's sitting over here and it's weighs a thousand pounds, so uh-huh. um, I'm not going to move it and show it to you. But yeah, so Windows PC got all of the the parts. Uh, pay attention towards the end of the show for my pick, which is the best resource I found to do this. Um, bought all the components, had them shipped in, and I assembled it. And the fun part. For me, and this was actually, I was really surprised, was I periscoped the whole thing. Uh huh. Um, and we had about 70 people coming and going over the two hours it took me to build it. And people were asking questions, and I was chatting with them while I was doing it. It was a lot of fun, actually. So, wow. I wish yeah. I had seen that. Yeah, it was great. And I can't because it's not goddamn recorded. It's like Snapchat. Well, the good news is, Dan, I did record it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I haven't, uh, I haven't decided whether I'm going to. Put it up fully edited or not put it up at all. So I got to think about it. Because there was, there was a lot of me like, oh, shit, I did that wrong. Crap, I got to pull it out and do it again. I'm so sorry. This is embarrassing. Oh, man, why won't the screw go in? God, I hate you know, stuff no one wants to I wonder. Like. I wonder how, how small it would edit down to. Um, I mean, I've seen PC build videos in as little as seven minutes. So, oh my God. you know, I two hours. But then again, there was kind of the, the asking questions, which was fun and, you know, not that I'm an ex. You guys know I'm not an expert. People are like, "Oh, well, why did you why did you buy that? What's the uh, you know what do you prefer when you're built?" And I'm like, "I do." I, I don't, what? I, yeah. I, well, it was like what was the example of a question that you got? Well, it was the obvious like what what parts did you buy and stuff. But then they were there was one guy who was like, um, "Oh, you know, 
what about uh, sound mixing? Do you think what you're building would be good for sound mixing? Do you think it's too much or too little? I'm into making metal music and I want to I wanna build a machine. So people were really, there was one woman who was asking if I was single and was trying to ask me out. <laughs> she lived in Canada and was far older than me. So sadly, <laughs> it was not a match connection. <laughs> wow. What part of Canada? What part, yeah, uh, Montreal or something like that. So not too far. Yeah, Montreal's not bad. No, no, but um, it was a it was a relief. There was one guy who hung around for over an hour, so it it, it was honestly it was honestly fun, um, and I really enjoyed doing that. And I'd like to do more things like that. But so far, the computer is working. All the pieces fit and work, um, and hopefully, we'll see improvements in the show. Starting with, if you're watching this on YouTube, um, congratulations because you're seeing it in 720p HD, and you're seeing our new graphics package. Um, and hopefully soon we will get it streaming live when we do the shows on Monday night. So do you, what's the coolest thing you've done with the computer so far? I know you haven't had it that <laughs> Honestly, this is, this, doing this right now is the coolest thing I've done with it. Um, the, the one thing I kind of ran out of time, um, I was going to do today and then I had to do business on my day off, but, um, was get Steam on and actually try doing some games stuff and really pushing it. Because um, hypothetically, I've got the equipment to do some pretty yeah. high quality gaming, and so that's next. And actually, I'm thinking about maybe even trying the uh, EA subscription, which we'll talk about later in the show. Oh, interesting! It is interesting. Well, I am excited to talk about that. Well, then you want to just jump into it? Yeah, let's Mr. go. Miller? Let's yeah. let's do it. Um, our first story: Electronic Arts. Are you a fan of the electronic arts? Uh, no. No? <laughs> no, no they, are, they have a pretty terrible reputation, don't they? Weren't they voted the the most hated oh, company in America? Company once in America. Or yeah. Like two or three years in a row. Yeah, and that's that's beating out Comcast. There. Oh, and Bank yeah. of America and a, a lot of really shit. <laughs> AT&T. Uh, all the airlines. <laughs> <laughs> so you know they're hated. Well, maybe this will change your mind. EA... Uh, has had EA Access uh, for a while, a, a um, subscription service for Xbox One. Now they're moving forward with it on PC gaming. They call it Origin Access. And uh, what it does is for $5 a month, you as a subscriber gain access to EA's Vault, which is a free, I don't know why they call it free because you're paying $5 a month, uh, a free continuously growing collection of some of their older games and select third-party titles, Launch titles such as Dragon Age, Inquisition, Battlefield Hardline, The Sims 3, FIFA 2015, SimCity, and more. You Those also are get... not old games. They say older, so... Oh, okay, they're not... Okay, Dragon Age Inquisition was... Yeah, it's not... Uh, like a year and two months ago. Yeah. Right, right, yeah, yeah, no. Battlefield just... Hardline wasn't that long ago either. And I feel just like that gives sense. you a, a nice uh, idea of what what will be there, though. yeah. Yeah, and you'll also get a pre-release trial version of new games um, as well, and you get 10% off all purchases if you do make them as well. Um, and uh, it, uh, let's see, it's available now as far as I can tell um, on your on your PC. You can just go to EA's website and uh, and check that out. Cool. It is cool. I think, I, I you know, we've talked about before the, Idea of, of subscription. Oh, and five dollars a month. Yeah, five dollars a month. Oh yeah, that's yeah. not bad at all. No, I don't think so. If the games are good and um, 
you know, they say it's what's interesting to me. And again, this could just be phrasing in the article. It says continuously growing, which tells me it's not rotating. They won't pull games off. Which are, some of these subscription services do where it's like f- five games wow. at any one time and they cycle them in and out. So I kind of like the idea that it's only going to grow and you won't have to worry about games being taken off, which is, mm-hmm. right. you know, for five now, bucks, good. Is this like, so PlayStation has a a subscription thing that does like you stream things. The game is like run on PlayStation servers and you stream it from there. Is this like that or is this like you download the game and play it, but it's you just don't pay for each game? The latter, as far as I understand it. It, it will run on your local machine. Cool. Um, yeah, that's... I feel like that's something that would probably be good for me. Because I've found recently that I've I've purchased many games. <laughs> probably more games than, than I really should have. Well, and... and... And I'll ask both of you guys because you certainly game more than I do. Um, do you guys ever go back and 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 replay games? What and what percentage of games you buy do you do that? I mean, that's to me where the advantage of the subscription model comes in is because you don't own it. There's there you're not paying the full upfront cost. Yeah, I think the so I think certain games I do do I <laughs> do yeah. Um, Certain games, yes. Like, I think Fallout Four is an example of one of those games that I, I've I played a bunch of it, and I've been on kind of hiatus for a while. And I suspect at some point I will uh, get bored and go back to it because I didn't finish it. Um, but well, that's not. I don't. I, I, what is your definition of this, Sean? Do you mean finish a game and then finish it again, or do you mean? Stop playing a game and, well, and then start playing it. All right. Maybe a better way to phrase the question is, on average, do you feel you get $60 worth of value out of playing your games, whereas you might have to wait a while, and it might not be every single game, but for only 5 bucks, you can play it? I don't think I do, honestly. I've been trying, like, I've been trying to... I get a lot of value out of the single-player games that I buy. Yeah, and... And less and less the multiplayer games, which I think is just a function of who I've become. Yeah. But so like <laughs> the monster I've become. Yeah, like I wouldn't say that I got sixty dollars worth of entertainment out of uh, Star Wars Battlefront yet. Uh, mm-hmm. I certainly have gotten that much out of Fallout and The Witcher and Dragon Age, uh, Far Cry. I certainly got that much entertainment. I probably got. $60, even though I didn't spend $60 on it, $60 worth of entertainment on Hearthstone at this point. That, mm-hmm. That's free. Mm-hmm. And, and multiplayer. Right. Uh, yeah, my... Right. I feel uh, like the... the Rocket the, League multiplayer, $20. Got a lot of value out of that. Sorry. Ooh, I can play that now. Yes! Yeah! But we can't play together. Aw. Uh, damn you, interoperability. No, thanks. Shoot. I need Sad. to install uh, window, Windows on my computer. Yeah, Dan, get all the Windows. <laughs> on the Windows. Windows 10. It's the future. Is it, <laughs> was it my idea, though? Remember Windows 7 was my idea? Oh, that's right. I, oh, yeah. God. 
<laughs> I try to forget those. Do you remember? Do you remember? This was back when it was so, when it was so shitty, when Windows was so shitty. After, um, it was Vista, and this mm-hmm. was when they were coming out right before Windows Seven. They they had those like hidden camera commercials where they're like, "This is the new Windows you tried out," and they use and they're like, "This is great. This works perfect." And they're like, "It's secretly Vista," and everyone's like, oh, "Oh, you tricked me!" Like it was so unbelievably shitty. People could not believe. <laughs> like it had such a bad reputation that people were shocked at how good it was. I loved those ads because it only made them look worse. I was like, that's that's a lose lose for you guys. Forget about it. Mm-hmm. Oh man! But there are now sixty dollars worth of entertainment is one thing, but then I think you get to the the games that you get you that you do play multiple times, and uh. I'm trying to think. So I played. I've played Dragon Age Origins multiple times. I've played The Last of Us twice. I think I played one of the Uncharted games twice. Uh, I would love to play Mass Effect twice. Uh, Those are on my list. I have played going way back Chrono Trigger for the Super Nintendo multiple times. Uh, Donkey Kong Country. Dan, how many times did you play Tetris? Legend of Zelda. Many, many times. Tetris? Tet- <laughs> Probably fewer times than I've played Chrono Trigger. <laughs> I think I... So a weird thing that's happened to me is that I've... Like, it takes a while before I want to go back and play a game again. And in recent past, there was a, there was a huge cliff. or Or like a huge... I don't know. Like, I can't go back any farther than before when I got a PS4. Uh-huh. Uh, because either, I mean, one, I used to have an Xbox, so so they just... You literally can't. Right. And, like, most of the games you just can't get for PS4. You can't even pay for them. So, mm-hmm. um, they're, yeah, I just can't go back. I mean, I'll, I'll never, probably never play Halo again in my whole life. <laughs> That's so sad. Yeah. But, oh man! So like older games, I I would like to play again, like Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. I played I played the single player in that game like at least five times through. Wow! I really love that game. I don't know why. I would absolutely play it again too. It was fun. Yeah. So you have you have many things to look forward to, Sean. Yeah. This is a, that... I sh- I'm gonna put together. I'll, I'll put together my list for Sean, and I'll, I'll present it at the next show. All right. My list. Uh, what three? Three PC games from all time that I think that Sean should play. That's going to be my list. All right. And, and maybe if the folks at home are lucky, maybe we'll do a few playthroughs of, uh, of, of me <laughs> playing my video game for the first time. I do have a the, – the, the thing is, though, I'm really thinking about cheaping out because I do have a USB Xbox controller. Which I know is, you know, know, PC gaming, you don't, but I really don't think I can handle a mouse and keyboard (laughs) well enough to to play games. So I can barely type English sentences. Depending on the type of game you're playing, you'll need the mouse and like you can't play Counter Strike online without a mouse. It would just. I don't think I could play Counter Strike online with you know. uh, (laughs) Oculus. I mean, you know, nothing. (laughs) Now that would be your. I don't think that would make it easier. I think that would make it harder. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of yeah. course. I think, Sean, I 
I don't know. I I'm I'm having trouble because I I started playing games on PC first, so so, um, I'm pro. I might be biased, but I think that playing with a mouse and keyboard is actually much easier than playing with okay. a, with a with a gamepad. Yeah, I mean, I've they, never tried it, so there are games these days that when you're aiming at something, they like snap to the thing. That's good. And so you're using, well, no, hold on. You're using the (laughs) controller and you think you're amazing and you go online and they don't do that. Call of Duty does this. Yes. It'll snap to the people and you're like, oh my God, I'm awesome. I can like (laughs) take all these guys out. I'm unstoppable. You go online and you realize you have to actually aim at a person's head and it's really hard and they're moving. Mm -hmm. And that's actually much easier to do with a mouse, I think. I'm so screwed. <laughs> this is so not going to go well. But yeah, we'll, we'll I find can't out. wait to play to watch Sean play competitive games. Oh no! It'll be I, like it'll be like that video of the grandmother playing Call of Duty. Or, yes, uh, Grand Theft Auto. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly. But that's why I. That's part of the reason why I got such a elaborate setup was um, because I do think it would be hilarious, and I would like to do something with it. So <laughs> we'll so, uh, we'll see. So do you, how many, uh, you got an Intel processor, I'm imagining? Uh, if you really want to know the specs, Dan. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Let's, the, the let's one, dive in. The one part of the processor that I, I don't want to say cheaped out on, but that I, this was the one part of the computer I decided to save a little money on. I went with an i5 instead of an i7, and that's because everywhere I read, you don't get that big of a bump, um, yeah. and it is a big price difference. So I went with a, a higher-end i5. Um, we've got 16 gigabytes of RAM. Um, it is a um, GeForce 970 video card, uh, four gigabytes. Wait, how on... many gigabytes of RAM? Sixteen gigabytes of RAM. Oh, sixteen. Okay, maxed it out. Uh, video card has four gigabytes of RAM, dual fan. The thing is massive. Yeah. Um, and and the, the single most expensive piece of the machine. Okay. Um, and then what else? Uh, a 250 gigabyte solid state for the OS and programs, and a uh, two terabyte for files. Um, and an optical drive, um, optical a- drive. Asus Z97A motherboard, right. um, and in a beautiful fractal design, Define R4 case in titanium gray. Nice. So, there you go. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. yeah I am satisfied. Yeah, it should be good. And, um... And at some point, if, if the video goes up, I'll, I'll uh, A, it's gonna go, it'll probably go up on the I don't know if it'll go up on the show feed or if on my own feed. I gotta think about that. But when it goes up, I will link all the specs with the video. And I'll tweet about it at the show account at Don't Panic Show. That I will do. Um, all right. Let's continue on. More news, gentlemen. What else in here? It's it is a bit of a slow week for news, I'm not gonna lie. We haven't really gotten to the new year too much, but we got a few things. What uh what gets your attention in here? GoPro. GoPro, we can talk about GoPro, absolutely. This is a uh Kind of a financial discussion, but I think there's more to it than that. Um, GoPro, you may know them as the company that makes those extreme cameras you strap onto things that move fast. Um, sadly, their company is not moving fast. They announced this week they're laying off 7% of their staff, facing a 30% revenue drop from fourth quarter of last year. Um, this is uh, they will release their full earnings in a couple weeks. Um, they're kind of doing this in advance, so it doesn't look as bad. Um, and they're downgrading uh, what they believe will be their revenue um, for the quarter. Now, 
Why did this happen? Well, good question. They claim that uh, their last round of products, the Hero 4 Black and the Hero 4 Silver, um, did well in 2014. But this year when they rolled out um, the, the Tiny Hero 4 Session, I don't know if you guys remember this, the, the little cube camera that they came out with. No. Exactly, Dan, as you shake your head, exactly. <laughs> that's the problem. They didn't really talk about it too much. And they priced it way too high. They priced it at $399, which competed with their very top-of-the-line products. Mm-hmm. And this didn't have the features to match it, since they've cut the price literally in half gotcha. on the Hero 4 session. So um, it's it's not good, hmm. certainly for yeah. that. I, I, I was the... I feel I feel like uh, this is only based on like feelings and my faulty memory, but I remember like maybe it, I guess it must have been last year, or the year before, like GoPro was like super hyped and they had like a ton of early success, and I, I feel like not to say that their their product isn't good and people won't buy it, but I feel like their their like initial like explosive success was not sustainable, mm-hmm. like. You know, I like this doesn't strike me as like you know, it's not like an iPhone thing where you you're going to buy a new one every year. It's like the kind of thing where especially at the consumer level, right? Like, you know, somebody who I don't know, like snowboards and wants to has a GoPro is not going to buy a new GoPro every year. There's no reason to, and I'm sure they last a while. Like they seem like quality products, so mm-hmm. I'm sure they're not like out the door. So, uh I don't know. I just got the sense that maybe it was a little like overblown at first. Um, And so so maybe we're seeing this as the the uh, not necessarily bad, but but they might have like bit, I guess, bitten off more than they could chew is the or or over over promise or (laughs) over overestimated like how much of this they could actually sell. So, did you notice when you were walking around uh, on uh, Sunday, Colby, that there was a guy taking a video of his kid in the snow with a GoPro? I, I didn't notice Just that, but I do, it? I do recall um, many, like, when we, were, when we were traveling Europe, people with, like, GoPros on sticks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or they, just using them as their video camera. So it's yeah. sort of getting back to the the flip video. You remember, guys remember flip videos? Oh, those yeah. were awesome. Yeah, until your phone did it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so what does the GoPro do? Like, I understand if you want a GoPro if you're going diving or snowboarding or uh, skydiving or something like that. But do you really need one for your vacation videos well, and for taking videos of your kid uh, fail to walk around in the snow? Yeah. Well, I... I, I the the, the the difference between that and your phone, number one, is quality. And honestly, the GoPro isn't replacing your cell phone. What's replacing is your Handycam. Families, I don't think anymore, buy the, the Sony Handycam that they carry around and shoot video with. If they well, want Why not high, just use your phone? Higher is quality. It, is it really that much better? My phone shoots... Isn't my nope. phone shoot 4K video now? I think the majority of people, you're absolutely right. I think it's perfectly fine. I just think you're right. There are going to be some nerds who want... The absolute top. When I 
I, I, I've shot video for, for my company using my iPhone, using GoPros, using professional equipment, the whole range. And there is a difference, but you're right. You can get away with a lot on your phone. I just think there is a, and GoPro, I think this is why they've seen success. There is a big enough market for people. Yes, it's action sports, but it's also people who just want a small camera that shoots really good video. And a lot of professional, you would be surprised at how many of the TV shows you watch and how many of the real professional video you see is shot with GoPros. I mean, you know, Discovery Channel uses them and and, and it's it's yeah. a big deal. That's cool. All those drone fly shots oh, that yeah. are so popular in all the documentaries these days well, and stuff. I was just watching, I don't know, I don't, um, I don't know if you saw the Adele, uh, James Corden car karaoke thing he did, the Late Late Show host. Anyway, no. he, did a, he does a funny thing where he takes celebrities in cars and they sing karaoke. Um, while driving around and he had a Dell on. Anyway, they had eight different, I counted eight different GoPro angles they had strapped to the inside of this car <laughs> to shoot the two of them driving. Mm-hmm. A perfect example of that. But um, I think, Colby, you were you were hitting it on the head when you were getting to the point of GoPro got big fast because they were the first. Yeah. And everyone else, if you saw CES this year, one of the big things that we saw a lot of was action cameras and 360 degree cameras and drone cameras and everybody biting off parts of their market share. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not that they don't make a great product. It's just now everyone else makes a great product. So they're going to have to deal with that. And I think overpricing a product is exactly the wrong way to go about that. Mm, Yeah. Um, So so we'll have to see. I I think the drone market is going to see the same thing happen where, there's those kind of one or two, your parrots and your uh, DJIs, but I think you're going to see a lot of new entrants in those markets. Um, 3D printing went through the same thing as well, so it, it's not uncommon to 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 have this happen to a new industry. But too bad for GoPro. It is a shame. To, it's never fun to see people laid off, but um, you know that's that's how we rumble. It plays towards my prediction. If you remember, my prediction for 2016 was that wow. the uh, the tech bubble was going to burst and. Early. I'm not just saying I was right, but you know, I was right. Uh, I don't think there's <laughs> GoPro is not a tech company that I consider part of a, a bubble. Yeah, I think of Snapchat. I think of well, that. The, GoPro's making actual products that people yeah. pay money for and but buy. But their stock price was overvalued. Okay, and it that's has since fine. Imploded. That's okay. I th- and I think that was the point I was making in my prediction was it was a stock market type prediction. You're right. I don't think they're going to go out of business. I just think that, you know, some of these prices, their their stock peaked at like 80 bucks and now it's like 30. Um, but anyway, we're not a stock investing show. Thank <laughs> God. You're welcome to see my portfolio. It is. <sighs> so mine has certainly been doing terrible. Uh. Well, it's just, it's just everyone was like, oh, you know, invest in energy stocks. They're all, they won't go any lower. You know, you're buying <laughs> at the bottom of the market. And this was like six months ago. <laughs> like, oh my God, Jesus. You know, it's like you're trading at pennies now. You're like, oh, <laughs> where'd my money go? Um, but enough, enough of my sad life. Uh, what else would we like to talk about in the rundown here? We can talk PCs, Netflix, Apple. Let's do the Netflix thing. I didn't read this story yet. And I, I, I didn't understand the headline. Yes, yeah, so it's um, it, it's it's kind of a technology discussion, but not really. But I think it kind of generally applies to to what we're talking about. Um, and this has to do with Netflix. So Netflix, uh, 
announced at the Television Critic Association's meetings this week, which is where all the TV networks meet with critics and say things about what they're going to be doing in the upcoming year. They announced in 2016 they're planning on spending roughly $6 billion, that's with a B, billion dollars in cash on content acquisition and original programming. This is for a company currently at 70 million subscribers. So you do the math. That's a lot of money per subscriber they're spending. Um, yeah. So you spend money to make money. Got spend my, and Netflix is certainly doing that. Um, never mind the money that they still owe from this year and last year because some of these deals are paid over time. So they're still paying off past deals. So it'll be bigger than $6 billion. Um, is that insane? Has Netflix you know, lost their mind? I don't know if it's insane. It might be. It very well might be insane. <laughs> I like. I, I don't know. I feel. I guess we'd have to like sit down and do math to figure out if that actually adds up, right? Uh, I mean, I mean, ideally, you want to be making more. I don't know. What's seventy million times? How much does Netflix cost? Eight bucks a month. Yeah. So that's. I mean, so that's that's eight bucks a month times twelve months times times seventy million is like six or is is six point seven billion. Mm-hmm. And that's so, and that's an average cost per subscriber because some people pay more. Right, right. Um. So I mean, I guess it's not like totally crazy in that they're not spending more on content than they will theoretically make on content. I mean, from subscribers, uh, but I don't know. I mean, that seems it seems huge. Maybe good for them. I like it is. It, it seems to be the case that 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 is important, right? Like, so, it, or it's definitely the case that it's important. If there are no shows on Netflix, um, why you? There's no reason to have it. So. Is the is the point of this article that they think that Netflix is just creating far too many hours of content for it to possibly be a good investment? Um, well, to be honest, the article is from Entertainment Weekly, and they're really just talking about what Netflix is airing this upcoming year in shows. So it doesn't really get into is it good or bad, um, really just more that it's a fact. And and the argument being is that is there too much TV, you know, from an entertainment perspective. So this really doesn't get into the the business or the tech side of it, but mm-hmm. maybe that's for us to decide. The you know, I really did think about this because I think you're right, Colby. The math to some degree does add up. But that 6 billion dollars says it will get them about or they will have 600 hours of just original programming in 2016. Which sounds like a big number. But again, 70 million subscribers. It's becoming really apparent to me that Netflix is a data company. They are a, they, and it's kind of a brilliant scheme. They have what no one else has. NBC can't do. And that was a big controversy at the Television Critic Association meetings this week was uh, NBC came out and said they, they hired a firm to kind of like not hack into Netflix, but to like monitor all their traffic to try and figure out how many people watch because Netflix doesn't disclose (laughs) that. Mm -hmm. But it's a big deal because a company like NBC doesn't have the depth of data Netflix has. And those 600 hours, I guarantee, are so specifically targeted that it is a much more valuable proposition for them to make those. 
Right. Well, I mean, correct. Like Netflix can specifically target with even if NBC had data, like what they're going to do is like they can only possibly show one thing at a time. Exactly. Yeah. Right? So so they're going to like do the same thing that TV, I assume, has always done, which is like figure out like at what time of day uh, who who is most likely to be watching. Mm hmm. Uh, and put put things on for those people, um, and that's like all. That's what they can do with their their. I guess they like they can only be showing one thing at a time on television. That's just the way it works. Yeah, I don't even think the major four networks combined to do six hundred hours of original programming in a year. I mean, it it sounds like a crazy number, but I mean, yeah. when was the last time a Netflix show didn't get renewed for another season? I mean, they they just. They, what was that one like werewolf vampire one? Oh, um, Hemlock Grove, but they did two or three seasons. Yeah, yeah but yeah, you're right; yeah, it did they, get canceled. Yeah. Um, but it's just, I, I would bet their failure rate is shockingly low, and they can afford to spend more when they're all hits. Now yeah, the question right. is, every year they're going to keep ratcheting up this number. At some point, you have to have the subscriber growth match that figure, right? So, and this is, I, again, I talked about this in my prediction this year. Netflix's stock is really high and everyone's riding high on Netflix and bye, bye, bye Netflix. But the second their subscriber growth plateaus, they're going to be in big, big trouble because they've got so much cash on the line and so much content on the line that if they don't keep up a growth pattern, they're going to be in a lot of trouble. And, and I, I hope that doesn't happen to them. But, you know, we did see them at CES this year announce uh, global availability of Netflix in over a hundred countries, which I think is going to be a big, uh, mm. a big boost to them going forward. Yeah, and I mean, I wonder if some of the content we'll see will be targeted for at like other, you know, other parts of the world, mm -hmm. like America. <laughs> as, as as much as we we might not think about it that way, like. Uh, Netflix is not, I mean, they're a global company. Like NBC is only, only looking at, at, at the United States. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, as far as thinking globally, the United States is relatively small. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so I wouldn't be surprised to see some of that content being like, you know, in, in, in various languages in, in different, different places around, around the world. And I mean, I think that's really what they need to to keep growing their subscriber base. Like one of the things I would imagine will get pe gets people to sign up for Netflix is like there's this show that everyone you know is watching and says yeah. is great. Well, and it um, keeps you subscribed too, which is right, huge. Yeah. Yes, definitely. So, I think that the question of global content is interesting. Uh, so on one hand, I know that a lot of people who don't live in the UK or in the United States do watch a lot of television that is in English especially yeah american sh uh, shows so mm -hmm. they they watch game of thrones they don't watch it with the spanish subtitles they watch it with the english uh, original or they don't watch it even with subtitles they might watch it with subtitles but they certainly don't have like the uh, the alternate track audio track on mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of news sources are primarily in english uh, so I wonder if Netflix even does need to create original content for other markets like that, or if they just need to 
to market it to those people. But on the other hand, yeah. there are I know that there are shows in those countries that like there's this uh, crime drama show in Germany. I forget what it's called. Everyone watches this show. I forget what day it's on, but it's like you go to the bar and you watch this show. It's a big event. So there, I think there is some opportunity for that. I don't know if it's a good business idea, though. But now, uh, I just wanted to to clarify and make sure I understand. This is this is six billion dollars on like content in general, not just right. original content. Right. Okay. But they will say six hundred hours of original programming. So right, right, which yeah. is a lot. But the two are like the six hundred hours of original is a subset of yes. like of the billions. Yes, so. correct. Yeah, no, and Dan, I think you're right, and that's that's what's awesome about Netflix is they probably know the answer. They know in Germany they want that cop show and they want it in German, but then they know in France they prefer shows in English and they want to see NCIS because they're fans of that. And like it, it I would love, I would love to get a look at their data set and just, I'm sure there are all these weird correlations like women under forty who live in Nebraska really love the Real Housewives of New Jersey on Tuesdays on their iPad. Like they're there. It's just, it's gotta be boggling <laughs> the data they have. Like, it's so cool. I love stuff like that. So, um, if Netflix can make it work more power to them, they don't, they don't seem to be slowing down. We've talked on the show before about, you know, they're what, like a third of all internet traffic in the U S I mean, they're, they're kicking ass. So good, good for them. They're going to certainly keep spending their way like they are. So I will gripe a little, like Netflix has been pretty flaky for me on the Apple Ooh. TV lately. But like you want respect. I don't know. Like just sometimes you'll be watching and you'll get like three minutes into a show and it pops up like, sorry, couldn't play this title and I'll just start. And then if you like kill the app and restart, it's usually fine after that. But it's it's uh, pretty annoying. That sucks. I don't know if that's a Netflix like Netflix proper problem or like just a software problem. Or something in between. Could be that Comcast is just being a, you know, a dick to to screw with them or something. I don't know. Yeah, I've had really, as you'll see in my pick later, I watched a lot of Netflix in the past week uh, on my Apple TV, and it worked just fine. Yeah. All right. Well, must be something in between in between Boston and Netflix. (laughs) Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Computers. Bummer. Um, all right. Well, we've, uh, I honestly, I didn't, I don't have a clock running, so I have no idea how much time we have, but I'm going to say we have time for one more story. If you'd like to talk about that, or we can move on to picks. Let's do one more story. Let's do one more story. All right. We've got, um, PC sales declined at the end of Lumia, uh, Apple, uh, iTunes radio or, uh, Donald Trump, which, which of those options? Oh, come on. It has to be Donald Trump. Oh, I was hoping we could avoid talking about him on the show, but yes, this, is, this might be the first time we've ever talked about Donald I, Trump. It literally is. I can basically guarantee it. Um, cause we didn't have a reason to before, but guess what? By the way, on the, uh, on the new graphics package that we're using for the show, and you can see it on YouTube, as I said, um, in crisp HD, uh, I actually am putting the, the story descriptions in text on the screen. So people know what story we're talking about if they just tune in. And and this one, by the way, says Trump wants made in America blowhard billionaire to force Apple to build in U.S. <laughs> um, and it's true. So Donald Trump huh. uh, said in a campaign speech this week that he would force Apple to manufacture its computers and other goods in the U.S. instead of on other countries. Um, I can give you the quote. I don't think I can do a Donald Trump impression. Um 
we're going to do what's good for the country. Uh, yeah, I can't do it. Oh, wow. Yeah, no. Yeah, that was, no. We are going to do, he said, quote, we are going to do what's good for the country. We're going to get Apple to build its damn computers in this country instead of other countries. We're getting killed. I guarantee you they would say they would build their plant in the U.S. Free trade is good, but we have to do it or we won't have a country left. That was literally all he said about it. Um, no actual plan or follow-up or details. Um, yeah, but, I, I mean, I think Donald Trump is fascinating in that he, he has really, like, taken and ran with the hypothesis that, that to to be run a successful political campaign, you can just, like, lot like, <laughs> just say whatever whatever you feel like saying uh regardless of fact or or even even like whether or not it's something that vaguely resembles uh reality at all um i i, I just i i don't know this <laughs> well i told it, colby my theory uh and i uh, i heard I heard this somewhere else. Uh, my theory is that Donald Trump, he, he, he's hung around a lot of politicians and uh, world leaders, business people. He has hung around these people a fair bit. And, and he met uh, Tony Blair and Bill Clinton, Vladimir Putin, and he thought, I'm just as smart as these guys. I'm just as charismatic. I'll be president. And that's all the that is all the motivation or inspiration that he needed to do this. Well, and he, that's all it, like he's he's just in it for for himself. Well, and what's amazing is, and and I I haven't I've seen excerpts posted online, but go read Art of the Deal and the books he he wrote back back, you know, in the eighties. Mm-hmm. He literally spells out exactly what he's doing, except doing it in politics instead of business, like you know, saying bold claims and 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 pointing out others deficit it's like if you read it it's like word for word exactly what he's doing (laughs) um but instead of doing it for politics he wrote to do it as to screw the other guy in making a deal so um it is interesting but you know what i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna stand with trump on this for the sake of argument (laughs) and keep it tech and not politics uh that's a whole nother show no why doesn't apple bring manufacturing back to the u.s should apple bring manufacturing to the u.s should the government do something i don't know what because you can get sued for making a decision as a publicly traded company that would cause you knowingly to make less money but but we don't know would it would it cause them to make less money if it wouldn't then there would be no reason not to do it Think about it. Getting it would be the real way to do this is to manufacture your your stuff everywhere, right? Because then you have uh, geographic and geopolitical redundancy, reduced shipping times, easier logistics, mm-hmm. and less money that you're spending shipping things around, repairing things. But the only reason they don't do that is because this way is cheaper. Otherwise. Yes, you should manufacture it in the U.S. and also everywhere else. They should build my MacBook downtown and yeah. and then just ship it up to me on a local courier. Agreed. That's a great I'm idea, Dan. Dan, you sound just like Donald Trump. 
I it's it's like looking I at. I don't know how to. I don't know how to keep talking now. You actually kind of have the Donald Trump hair going a little bit. Yeah, a little. It's bit it's thicker, it. but it's it's thicker it's, for now. It's, for now. Ooh, ooh, ooh. someone someone please Photoshop Dan's <laughs> head with Donald Trump hair. <laughs> I would I would like to see that. Yeah, I think you can probably buy a wig. Oh, I'm I'm sure. I don't Donald I'm Trump that for a second. Um. Yeah, I don't know if there's a lot to, to say about this. I just thought it was funny, and we could get a good chuckle out of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, there there's there's a lot to be said about this uh, presidential election. Sadly, this is not the the show to uh, to do that. But I will say, I know I keep pushing Matt, and he keeps pushing back. I want to in the next couple weeks to do a uh, an up for debate episode on uh, on the race for 2016. So. Look at uh, look forward to that at upfordebate.tv. We'll do that at some point. Hopefully, I would like to do it either just before or just after Iowa. So that would be the next couple weeks. Exciting. It is exciting. Yeah. It's democracy. The, uh, what, is it, what is that thing called? The primaries. The primary. Well, we got the Iowa yeah. caucuses. We've got the New Hampshire primary. And then we've got the uh, South Carolina primary after that. The, the first big three. And then we move on to Super Tuesday. Amazing. Well, actually, no, I think it's Nevada and then it's Super Tuesday. And then states like Massachusetts and New York, we got to wait like to like March and April and May to. <laughs> oh, yeah, it doesn't even matter. By the time it gets to us, it's usually over. Although this year, you never know. Anything can happen. It's true. Certainly is. All right, gentlemen. Uh, let's look at some picks, shall we? I see you both. Uh, the fuck? I definitely put mine in here. That's like, the document. Well, while you're filling that out, I will go ahead and uh, and give my pick for this week. Uh, I already mentioned it, but I'll go into a little more detail here for you. Uh, I built a PC this weekend. I've never done that before. It is not that hard, actually. Two hours and the, the thing was assembled, so I was pretty happy about that. But the toughest part was knowing what to buy, right? So you're buying anywhere from a dozen or so different components. Each one, you have a zillion options and a zillion places you can buy them and then all this stuff. It can be overwhelming, so it was recommended online. I used it. It was fantastic. PCPartPicker.com, the letter P, the letter C, PartPicker.com, and it is a website designed to help you do it, so it's got a couple different features. Um, You can actually start a system build and actually go part by part, and they've got all the standard, your CPU and CPU cooler, motherboard and memory and storage and video card. And you can just click and they list all the products and all the features and ratings and you can click on them and see comments and all of the the different facts and figures about what they have. What I love is they have multiple places you can buy it and they actually track the prices over time. So you can and you can set price alerts because some of this stuff can get expensive and the prices fluctuate like by like a hundred bucks. It's crazy for some of these things. So um, what's really great is you can actually save a lot of money using it. They also have completed builds. So if you're like me and you've built a computer, you can post the computer you've built on their website and tell people why you built it, what you put in it, pictures of you building it, um, answer questions. It's It's got a community as well. So I used it to pick out all my parts and to do the research. And they tell you what parts are compatible with other parts so you don't mess it up, which I was on the road to doing before they helped me. Um, it's a really great website, and 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 the price alerts were also great too. Saved a little money. So, if you're thinking about building a PC or just curious about what you might put in one, PCPartPicker.com is my recommendation for you. Uh, if you're building Windows machine, uh, if you're building a Mac, uh, you can't. So just go to <laughs> Apple.com and buy one. There you go. Um, 
that is my pick. Who's up next? I can go next. Okay, All go. right. Uh, so my pick's Trine 3. It's a game. Uh, I'm pretty sure I picked Trine 2 before. Uh, you did. It's like, yeah. It's So this Trine 3 just came out, but it's it's this the third sequel to the, or the second sequel to the, the original Trine game. Uh, which is also good in addition to to trying to, uh, but it's fun. It's a fun like sort of puzzle uh, co op puzzle game. Uh, Jill Jill and I like to play it on on the PS4. Uh, I enjoy it. It's 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 so trying three is really pretty. Uh, it's the the art and the landscapes are are very cool. Um, it's I don't know I saw I I hadn't really looked at the reviews I just saw that it was out and bought it immediately because uh, I like the others so much um, and it's, it seemed to have like not not like bad reviews but also not good like pretty middle of the road um, it's not like I guess it's not the uh, it's not the most like in depth game it's it's short ish. Uh, but it's also relatively inexpensive, um, and it's really fun to play. It's fun. It's really fun with with one or two other people. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. I've never played with three people, but I would imagine it's fun. There. Oh, like, I didn't know you could play with three people. Uh, it, it's possible that you can't, but I assume you can because there are three. There are three like characters in the game. Right. So I just uh, sort yeah. of just assumed that you would be able to play with three people. That makes sense. Um. But it's it's a good time. It's it's pretty light a lightweight game. It's not like you don't have to be particularly invested in it. Um there's not a uh I mean there's a there is a narrative, like an overarching narrative, but it's it's not certainly not required to have played uh any of the other games to appreciate the narrative in the third one. Uh the third one does add so that the the first two were were just like side scrollers, like two D sides. I mean, they're three D, but side scrolling, so they were only mm-hmm. two dimensions. So that this one adds like some some depth. So uh, some of the mechanics and controls changed a bunch, uh, which is interesting. I think they did a, an alright job transitioning too. Um, so there are definitely some bugs. There's some funky things. Uh, that that you will probably experience, but I'm sure that will be fixed in in some so- so software updates in in the coming months. Uh, but yeah, I like it. It's good. It was worth the. I, I don't remember how much it cost. It was like twenty bucks or something. Twenty two bucks, and you can actually get all three Trine games for forty bucks. Yeah, totally worth it. Cool. Check it out. We'll have the link on our website, don'tpanic.io, along with this episode, so you can check that out. Uh, Dan, what do you have for us? So, last week, I watched the thing that everyone's talking about. Speaking of Netflix original content, Making a Murder, Mm -hmm. a massive 10-part, hour-plus-long, each-episode documentary series on Netflix. Uh, And it is, if you liked Serial, like the first season of Serial, then I think you'll really like this. It has that same sort of armchair detective vibe going on where you're left to draw a lot of your... You're given a lot of information, but you're left to draw your own conclusions, sort of. They're clearly a little bit biased, 
in the thing, but not not that biased actually in the face of the accusations. Uh, and the 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 two defense attorneys who are in some of the episodes are amazing and meme inducing on the internet. So if you want to understand some internet memes, you have to at least watch a couple of these episodes. Uh, and they're great. Uh, yeah, it's it's very well. It's it's also very. It's a pretty documentary. They have a lot of lots of drone aerial footage of these like junkyards that they're like weaving through these cars and the and like a freshly fallen snow. It was really neat. Uh, so checking out Making a Murder on Netflix. Yeah, you know we we talk about Netflix making a lot of content, but damn, they've got a lot of stuff. Holy shit. I mean, but this someone made this. They and did. It took them just, ten years to make it. Yeah, they were just shopping it around. So, you know, Netflix. I'm sure they paid maybe a lot of money for well, it. They bought it, it. They bought it like two or three years ago. Oh, okay. They they bought it. Oh, uh, wow, that was even, smart. It was like one of their first original content purchases. It was that wasn't even smart. It, that was it was pre serial and pre all this. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it would be as successful if it weren't for serial. Well, did, now did you guys? I know you have HBO. Did you see the Jinx? Oh, the Jinx. That's the other thing I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yes. Yes. yes it's also like that. Yes. So the right place, right time. But uh, but it was very good of Netflix to see that before it happened. But I'm excited. It's on my queue. So it's good stuff. It sure is, Dan. That Watch is... out for the the surprise clip where they just sort of mentioned that some character who you've been seeing for a couple episodes has never owned a single pair of underwear. Just just wait for that moment, and they just move on. They don't even address it. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. I know it's been it's been real popular online, so I'm excited to see what's going on. Um, that is it, gentlemen. Anything else you'd uh, like to say or add before uh, before we can before we wrap? Nope, I'm excited to see how your computer works in a in a video game setting. <laughs> if it works, yes, that's exactly. I'm excited to see it. your computer work. Yes, as am I. Um, again, the the reason I I got it was so we could have uh, working video and hopefully live video soon. But you got to go watch our video. It's on YouTube, um, YouTube.com/slash Don't Panic Show. Uh, we were actually lucky. You know, they don't. Did you know YouTube doesn't do custom URLs anymore? Really? No. You have to have like. You have to have a minimum of like a thousand or five thousand subscribers before they'll let you do <laughs> a custom domain, which is kind of annoying. So we just slipped in before that. So nice. youtube.com slash don't panic show. I will also let people know we talked about this on the other show, but I'll remind you here. We've talked about Goldilocks Zone before. Both of these guys have been on in different capacities. We've changed the name. We've had a spinoff. A lot of stuff has happened. Here's the skinny. Upfordebate.tv is the show. Myself and Matt Mariani do every week. On literally everything, I'll give you a teaser. This upcoming week, Matt and I, bracket style, are going to determine our most valuable Saturday Night Live sketch. Most? Okay. So we're not picking the best, because that really, what the fuck do we know about it being best? We're going to just pick the one we like the most. But we're going to do a bracket style, and we're going to put some head-to-head, and I actually just made the list, and we've got some... Are you taking requests? Well, sure, if you want to shout one out. It's probably on here, but you're you're welcome to to I like the the uh oh, I can't even write the the ones the ESPN whatever oh, the, answers oh. with the the with the with the tampons the, and yes, the the the, the, 
the the I don't even know. I don't the weird know ESPN Sports where they're yes. sponsored by the awkward company. Right. Yeah. I'm, I will make a note of that. Yeah. I got. I have to run them by Matt, but I I forgot <laughs> about those. Those are great. Those old ESPN ones. Yeah, we've got everything from political debates to um, newer classics like Dick in a Box, and we've got older <laughs> classics like. Uh, you know, Matt Foley, inspirational uh, speaker, and, uh, you know, cheeseburger, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. So um, a lot of really great ones. So you can want to check that out up for debate.tv. And we are having a contest. So look for the website and the feed coming up this week. We'll announce more coming up, but we got a cool prize for everybody. So check that out. Also, Colby and Dan on Game Nights, the new podcast that brings the games to you. We play them you watch or listen to them on our website, gamenights.tv. Uh, go there. We've got our, our previous 10 editions of Dungeons & Dragons are up there now. We're taping more this week, and they'll keep uh, they'll keep going up as uh, as time moves forward. But you're going to want to subscribe. All the links are on the website. Uh, again, that's gamenights.tv. And that's it for this show. Of course, don'tpanic.io is our website at don'tpanicshow on Twitter and don'tpanicshow at gmail.com. If you've got questions or feedback, let us know. We do this show Monday nights uh, and all the links to everything are on the website. So just go there, don'tpanic.io. Um, we'll be back next week with more tech news. Um, but I guess this means we've got to wrap up. So on behalf of Dan and Colby, this is Sean wishing you a good night, a, a happy week, and a smooth sailing uh, in the sea of technology. I, that's a really awkward way to end it, but we're going to do it. So um, we'll, we'll see you next week. 